If you're a Kenyan Drake hater, I want you to put on them earmuffs because you're probably not gonna like this video. Kenyan Drake is one of my biggest breakout candidates for 2020. This is the Dalvin Cook of 2020, and, and I can say that because his wow. ADP top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty! There is a lot of regurgitation going on in the fantasy football industry in regards to Kenyon Drake not having a track record. Kenyon Drake never being able to prove he's a starter. He can never put together a full season. Who falls in the same exact category and bucket that Dalvin Cook fell in in 2019. I told Matthew Berry months ago that Kenyon Drake was the next Dalvin Cook. Kenyon Drake is one of my biggest breakout candidates for 2020. This is the Dalvin Cook of 2020, and, and I can say that because his wow. ADP is in the second round, much like Dalvin Cook's was, and I feel like the writings on the wall, the top five running back numbers are in the cards. Um, he had, uh, if you look at weeks 9 through 17 when the Cardinals acquired him, he was, depending on your scoring, 4 or 5 for running backs in, in 2019. That's, that's huge. And then he had 300 and uh, it was 363 yards and seven TDs in his final three games. Now, this isn't smart math, uh, but if you extrapolate that, that's like 1,900 yards and 37 TDs. I'm not saying he's going to come close to that. That's not good math. That's good. But right. but that shows that this guy is coming out of 2019 on fire with momentum. The, the Cardinals wanted him. They're maturing. They acquired DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to stretch the field and make it virtually impossible for defenses to really focus on Kenyon Drake all year long with Kyler Murray moving around. What am I missing aside from injury that could keep him out of the top five, top six running backs it's just it's it's lack of a track record i mean so i mean I, I don't have him as a top five guy the way you do but i certainly listen i think kenyon I, you know i have kenyon drake as um uh you know an rb1 a lower end rb1 there's no question about it you talk about um you know what he did since he joined arizona last year in eight and week nine average 18.9 touches a game so the volume was there um average over 100 scrimmage yards per game 19.9 fantasy points per game in ESPN scoring, which was third most among running backs. Um, he played on 79% of snaps. That's the other thing is he's not he wasn't coming off the field, right? And to your point about we know how much uh, Cliff Kingsbury likes to throw the ball. He averaged 4.9 targets a game. That was 10th most among running backs. So there, he's basically getting five targets a game. And that was you know, just showing up and like, oh, by the way, here's the playbook. Hey, you might want to look at a couple of pages. Now he comes in the season knowing he's the guy. David Johnson's been moved to Houston. Chase Edmonds is a backup. They like him, but it's going to be Kenyon Drake. There's no question about it. So I think it's I think it's track record um, and injury history are the only concerns there, right? We just haven't seen him do it for a sustained period of time. It's not like he's a rookie. He's been in the league for a while. And he's a guy that, it's been, here's the other thing, is that He's never been a feature back in his NFL career. He was from week nine on last year, but he wasn't at Alabama and he never was at Miami under two different regimes. Right. I mean, he had, you know, sort of two different, you know, wasn't under Brian Flores, wasn't under Adam Gates. No one has ever seen looked at Kenyon Drake and said, yeah, you're a workhorse. Why is that? We don't know. He was last year from week nine on and they've re they've paid him 
So the expectation certainly is he's going to be there. Even if I accept that premise, that he hasn't had a starting job for a full year, I understand the concern. But as Matthew Berry just pointed out, and as I've said over and over, how long can you hold that against him when he wasn't given the opportunity. Now, I could understand what Matthew's saying if if he wasn't looking at starter-type money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cardinals didn't want to pay him and retain him as the starter. If there was a running back battle brewing, then I would get behind the thinking that, you know what? A team still isn't backing this running back. But they did. They bought in from week nine on and he delivered. The only argument is that other teams, other coaches didn't buy into him. That's the only argument. I don't buy into the fact that he wasn't productive enough. Let me tell you why. The guy 6'1", 211, perfect frame for an NFL running back. Despite the missed game during the trade, then the bye week, all the chaos moving teams in 2019, he still caught 50 receptions for 345. This right here is quietly one of the best pass catching backs in the entire league. Kenyon Drake could sleepwalk into 65, 70 receptions given he's going to have an entire offseason to absorb everything. But here are the stats that I really want to dig into. Kenyon Drake, not proven. Kenyon Drake failed in Miami. What makes you think Kenyon Drake can do it in Arizona when he couldn't do it in Miami? All of those dumb comments about Kenyon Drake's past. Let me tell you something about Kenyon Drake's failures in Miami. And no, I'm not talking about Matthew Berry. Matthew Berry and I essentially agree that Kenyon Drake is a potential stud in 2020. We just differ a little bit on where we see his upside. Berry's the GOAT. 2016, 5.4 yards per carry. He only got 33 carries. What do you want the man to do? He averaged 5.4 yards a pop. His next year, second year in Miami, 2017, 133 carries, 4.8 yards per carry, 644 on the ground, three TDs. 32 receptions, not bad for a guy that's totally underutilized. His third year, 2018, 120 carries, 4.5 yards per carry, four TDs, 53 receptions for 477 yards through the air. For a guy that's not even coined a starter, 32 receptions, 53 receptions. Are you noticing a trend that this guy's a PPR monster just waiting to break out? He's hiding in fantasy football worlds right now. Arizona's an ideal fit for him. 2019, the only year in Miami he didn't average well over four yards per carry, but his on the year sum total average was 4.8 yards per carry. And if you divide it up, His yards per carry in Arizona were 5.2 yards per carry. Three 100-yard games in half a year, eight touchdowns in Arizona. If you look at every single one of his games from the point he got acquired from the Cardinals from Week 9 on, and Week 9 he played the Niners and dropped 110 yards and a touchdown on the ground, by the way. Four catches for 52 yards. From that game on, from Week 9 on, the guy was on pace for 16 touchdowns on the year, eight touchdowns in eight games. He was also on pace for just about 1,300 total yards rushing on the ground. And if you want to get stupid and look at just his last three games, his last three games, he finished on a pace that was 37 touchdowns on the year. If you extrapolate that out, Woo! 
Now, no one's saying to do that. My point in that is that he's coming out of 2020 with momentum. Four TDs in week 15, two TDs in week 16, and, and one TD in week 17. The guy went on a tear, and he wasn't even utilized all that much in week 10, week 11, week 13, and week 14. I love Kenyon Drake. The only thing I love more is the doubt around Kenyon Drake. Cuff him to Chase Edmonds, who had 27 carries for 126 and three TDs in week seven before getting hurt, which led to the trade. Week eight happened. Then in week nine against the Niners, Drake came in as a starter from that point on out. Edmonds is talented. Edmonds could get you top 10 to 12 running back numbers if starting for this Arizona Cardinals offense. But Drake can drop top 5 to 10 running back numbers in this Arizona offense, which is impossible for defenses to really contain. And they can't worry about one single player like Drake. They've got to worry about Hopkins. They've got to worry about Kyler Murray. The offense is too dynamic to to pin down one player defensively on a game-by-game basis. Kenyon Drake's going to ball. Kenyon Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Drake's going to have open space. Kenyon Drake and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kind of have a similar environment where there's so much talent around them. Defenses are going to be held completely honest all game long, all season long. And Drake and Clyde will be two of the best running backs in open space, and they couldn't be in more open environments than the Cardinals and the Chiefs. These are completely spread out attacks with the best runners for the job. These two guys are so good in open space. They're so good navigating open space and breaking off long runs, knifing through rushing lanes and gaps. And when people shake their head when I say this is the next Dalvin Cook, it's crazy. How is he not the next Dalvin Cook? Let's break that down. Like Dalvin Cook, Kenyon Drake was going at the end of the second round early on in the offseason, and I kept beating that drum like crazy. And yeah, I do feel like I had a lot to do with his ADP climb. You can call that arrogant or whatever, but we do a lot of mock drafting in the fantasy football show community. We drive a lot of that ADP data. And Kenyon Drake is getting finally the respect he deserves. He's going in the 12 to 14 range. Sometimes people do take him at 10, 11, 12. But in novice leagues where you're drafting with Bill from accounting and Bill doesn't realize that Kenyon Drake is climbing up the ladder, you're probably going to get Drake at 14, 15 overall. You'll probably even get one of those comments from Bill at the water cooler when you tell him that Kenyon Drake's a top 10, top 12 overall pick. He'll go, Drake? In the first round? You may even get one of those... Wow. Novice. Magazine drafter. Even my mom knows that Kenyon Drake is top 12 material. Ma, the meatloaf! Is it ready? We, we want it now. Put some panties on and grow up. It's just a bit, babe. Miss Mitty. Kenyon Drake is on his way. Cook's upside was top five, which people have very short memories about. Oh, yeah, well, clearly he had top five running back numbers. No, you didn't think that. All you Drake haters are going to say the same thing next year. Yeah, we saw the upside. No, you didn't. If you knew that right now, I wouldn't have to tell you he does. ADP data suggests that people are coming around, but I still get the eyeball emojis when I call him a top five to seven running back in 2020, and I love it. Mark it down. Drake is going to be a top five to seven running back in 2020. He's this year's Dalvin Cook. Top five running back.
You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Smitty, 